This sermon is titled How to Receive Divine Healing Part 4 Be enriched as you listen The last Sunday of each month we designated as our supernatural Sunday now obviously uh, we're not saying that God only does supernatural things on the last Sundays of the month as of what we're saying we're just uh we just want to intentionally remind us of the fact that God is at work the god of the bible is the god is still the god of today amen it's not like god retired after the last book of the bible was written and he said i stopped working miracles no no god is still working miracles he's still doing amazing things and so we need to remind ourselves and especially in the times that we living in we have um, made so many advances in science and medicine and technology and sometimes we feel like you know we don't need god we, we've got it figured out <laughs> we know how to take care of everything or we can find help that we need but we always run into situations that that are beyond ourselves and we say god you know no amount of knowledge no amount of learning can help us in this situation we have to look to god right it's good to use the knowledge we have good to use the learning we have all of that is fine but that has its limits we always need to turn to god we say god i need you in my life i need you to work in this particular situation and so it's good to remind ourselves that there is god who's bigger than everything he's greater than everything and we need to look to him uh and and in various situations that we find ourselves in and so we intensely remind ourselves of the miracle working saving healing delivering power of jesus christ we've been talking about different ways through which god heals how to receive divine healing and um, what we have emphasized in these supernatural sundays in recent months is that god administers his healing through many different ways there are many different ways through which god works so god is not restricted to just one way this is the only way i can heal you no there are many ways there are multiplicity of ways through which god works his healing and his miracles in our lives and and i've just tried through you know just my own understanding uh, i mean it's not necessarily everything and complete but i've tried to list down about 15 different ways that uh, i'm able to observe in scripture through which we can receive divine healing now there probably are more but uh, these are some of the things that i'm aware of and i've we've run through some of these things before so what i'm going to do today i'm just going to run through this list of 15 different ways and we're going to zero in on just three of them right we're going to look at three things very specifically so let's just just remind ourselves we've covered some of this in times past number 1 through his word and personal faith that's one way through which we can receive healing uh, number 2 to the quickening of his indwelling spirit the holy spirit is dwelling in each of us as believers and he does the work in us to heal and set us free number 3 to the power of his life in you if you're a believer you've got the zoe life of god you've got the eternal life of god in you and that eternal life isn't dormant in you but it's active it's dynamic it's doing something and the bible says his life dispels darkness And, and and sickness and disease are the work of darkness and this light dispels it removes it out of our lives number 4 through receiving the prayer of faith 
in Jesus' name. So somebody can pray over you in faith, in the name of Jesus. That's one way of receiving healing. Number five, through the prayer of agreement in faith. Two or more of us can come together, agree together. And receive healing. Number six, through the healing anointing, that is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit administered to us through the laying on of hands or through the use of prayer cloths. Number seven, through a word of command that is spoken over you in faith. So somebody could speak the word of command and command healing, command the bondage to be broken, command uh, deliverance to take place. Number eight, through partaking in the Lord's table. So each time we partake in the Lord's table, it's an opportunity for us to receive healing. And number nine, through the ministry of deliverance by casting out of evil spirits. So we covered all of this in the previous Sundays. So going up ahead, number 10, through the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Number 11, to the manifestation of his healing presence, just the presence of God. Number 12, to the sovereign work of his glory. Number 13, through releasing forgiveness to others. Number 14, through receiving emotional healing and inner wholeness. Number 15, through renouncing and breaking of generational curses. So we're going to look at three of these, that is 10, 11, and 12. The manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit, the manifestation of His healing presence, and the sovereign work of His glory. We're going to look at these three today, and then we're going to pray. You with me so far? So, let's talk about the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us about the gifts of the Spirit. Specifically in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll read through these scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 4 through 11, the Bible says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. For the prophet of all. Let's pause there and we'll come back. Notice verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Given to everybody. For the profit, for the benefit of everyone else. Okay. I think we need to just turn this down or something. Alright, so the Bible teaches us about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, the word gifts is the Greek word charismata. It has a root word charis, which is grace. Meaning these are gifts of grace. It means that we cannot earn these gifts. You know, I can't work my way into this. These are gifts of grace. God gives them to us out of his grace for us. Grace towards us. These are gifts of grace. Charismata. And it's a gift. You don't pay for it. All you do with a gift is receive it. And these are gifts of grace, meaning God out of His grace gives it to us. And these gifts of the Spirit means they are operated, they are worked by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is working these things. But He works them through you and me. Through ordinary people. So we are 
instruments, but it's the Holy Spirit who's administering, releasing these gifts of grace. And why does he do it? We just read verse 7. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, to all of us, all of God's people, for the profit of all, for the benefit of people. God wants to meet the needs of his people. And that's why he says, okay, let's get this out. Let's give out these gifts. And different gifts will meet different needs in the lives of his own people. God wants to encounter his people. He wants to love on them. He wants to show that he cares for them. He wants to show that he is in touch with their needs and wants to meet those needs. And therefore, he gives these gifts. It's for the profit of all. It's for the benefit of people. Whether people in the church or people outside. So the Holy Spirit is working these gifts. And the Bible says, we read in verse 4, there are diversities of gifts, but it is the same Spirit. There are diversities of workings or ministries. The way God does it, it's all different, but it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities or operations or the way in which God does things, but it's the same God who's working in all of these things. So in other words, we don't put God in a box. We can't say this is, this is the only way. God does it in so many different ways. But he is releasing these through his people for the benefit of his people. So it's happening through us and for us. But the Holy Spirit is doing it all. Amen. And then he goes on in this passage to mention nine gifts. We'll read them. But you will notice that some of, these, some of these nine gifts actually result in healings for us, in miracles for us. So let's look at that. Let's go on from verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. If you look at the whole context of chapters 11, 12, 13, 14, the context is when God's people gather together. So when we gather together, all these things happen. So, try to think of it, that when we gather together in a certain gathering, whether it's here or in your life group at home, or it could be in a cafe somewhere, but when God's people are gathered together, the Holy Spirit is looking for opportunity to work, wherever you are, right? It doesn't have to be only on a Sunday morning in a, in a church service. It's wherever God's people are gathered together, the Holy Spirit is looking for opportunity to work. And what does he do? He distributes gifts. You know, he says, okay, through one I will do this, and through the other I can do that, through the other one. Now, to the same person, on another occasion, he may give different gifts. And some other gifts to the other person, the other gift person. The point is, all gifts belong to the Holy Spirit. That's why it's called gifts of the Spirit, not gifts of Babu. <laughs> They're gifts of the Holy Spirit. They don't belong to Babu. They belong to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in you. He's got all the gifts in you, meaning 
All the gifts are in you. Because the Holy Spirit is in you. Potentially all the gifts can flow through every believer. Because the Holy Spirit is there. He didn't come in you and say, I brought only one with me. The others are in the other person. No. The gifts belong to the Holy Spirit. So He's in you. All the gifts can operate through every believer. The point is in different occasions He will distribute. He will trigger. He will initiate different gifts through different believers. Are you with me? It's pretty simple actually. Right? Belong to the Holy Spirit. He's in me. He can now operate all of them through me whenever He desires, as He desires. So, here's the key. You and I must expect. There are gifts of healings. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's in the name. Gifts, multiplied, multiplicity. Healings, diversity, many kinds of healings. So there's a multiplicity of gifts for taking care of all kinds of conditions. Everything is covered. So sometimes you go to a super speciality hospital for a certain disease. A Holy Spirit covers everything. Amen? Gifts of healings. Anything that's broken in our minds or in our body, the Holy Spirit is able to heal. It's covered. Gifts of healings. Not only one kind of healing, but many kinds of healings. Need healing in your mind, your emotions, your body. Holy Spirit's got it covered. So what does He do? He releases this through us in order to benefit us, people around us. So think of it. The implication is twofold. One, when we gather together, we need to make ourselves available. Holy Spirit, I'm here. Would you like to release some gifts of healings for somebody through me? Let me be a channel, an instrument. It's not me healing the person. I'm just an instrument. You're just an instrument. The Holy Spirit releases the gifts of healings. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Are you inside each one? Not sure. Let me try it again. Are you in each one? Yeah. You're, you're one in that each one. You're one of them. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. For the profit, the benefit of all. Somebody may need healing. God can use you to do that. He can release the gifts of healing to you. And He doesn't do this so that we all have a badge of, you know, I got the badge. I got the gift of healing. It's not about you. It's about the Holy Spirit. Working through you and me. We're just making ourselves available. Holy Spirit, there may be somebody who needs a healing in their body or in their mind. Lord, use me. And if you see somebody, don't hesitate to pray. Don't hesitate to reach out and minister. Because it's the big, mighty Holy Spirit doing it through the little old you and me. It's not about us. Amen? And the second implication is this. You can ask. If you have a need, when you come together like this, you say, Lord, I have a need. Would you release a gift of healing to me? There's nothing wrong doing that. 
Because he put this in the church for a purpose. To meet our needs. If you need healing, you can ask, Lord, would you release a gift of healing to meet my need? I need healing in my body or I need healing in my mind, my emotions. I've been hurt. Uh, I'm, I'm carrying some pain. I'm carrying some, you know, some trauma inside me and I need healing. And you are the good shepherd who can heal my soul. You are the great physician who can heal my body. Oh, Lord, release a gift of healing for me. So you can ask for the gifts of healings to minister to our needs. So that's the first thing that we, God is still at work in the church. He hasn't taken these gifts out. He hasn't removed these gifts. There's a gift of healing. There's a working of miracles we read about. What is a miracle? A miracle is a suspension of any natural physical law. For example, if I step off the stage, the natural physical law is I will go down. But if I keep walking in the air, that's a miracle. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm just illustrating. What's a miracle? It's the suspension of a natural physical law. The physical law is you're going to go down. That's the law of gravity. But if you suspend the law of gravity, that's a miracle. Temporarily at that moment. It's a miracle. It's a supernatural thing. So the working of miracles is God intervening in our lives where he suspends natural physical law. He's doing something that overpowers, overrides the normal natural law that, that would be there. He overrides it. He says, I made the law, I can override the law. Right? I'm not talking about the traffic law, we're talking about... The natural, physical laws that God put in place. And he overrides it. And he does his work. And that's a miracle. So for example, healing deals with the restoration, the recovery, the repair, or the renewing of a, of, of a part of a body that's damaged, that's hurt. But a miracle is not just the repairing or the restoring. It's the bringing in of something that's not there. For example, if, if an organ has been removed of your body or it wasn't there when you were born, but if God puts it in there, that's a miracle. That's not a healing. That's a miracle. Because it contradicts natural law. But if an organ is healed, repaired, made whole, that's a healing. But a miracle is when God does something. Or maybe you have an implant in your body and you know the implant could be made of metal or some other, you know, bioadaptable material, biomaterial, and that biomaterial actually becomes organic. It becomes a physical material, like your flesh and bone. That's a miracle. Or they put an implant in your body, and you're not supposed, example, they put an implant around your neck, and you're, you can only look straight. You're not, physically, you cannot move your neck. But then God touches you and you've got that implant, the screws out there. You're not supposed to move or move your neck, but you're able to move it without any pain. That's a miracle. It defies normal, natural process. Are you with me? And the Bible says, one of the gifts is the working of miracles. Are the working of miracles in the church? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is there and he does this. And you look in the Bible, God did amazing miracles. 
He cleared debts through a miracle. You know the story of that woman. Her husband died, leaving her with a big debt. And the creditors came. They said, got to pay up. And she had no means to do it. So she goes to the prophet, the man of God. And he says, what do you have? She says, I have only one jar of oil. Okay. Go and borrow as many jars as you can. Pour it out. And go sell the oil. Suddenly, she became an oil merchant. <laughs> and here she was selling the oil. Getting in the money. Cleared her debt. And she had enough for her and her sons to live. What's that? A miracle. Now, God may not do the miracle in the same way, but he still is in the miracle of clearing debts. Now, this is not an incentive to go get into debt. <laughs> oh, pastor said, God, let me get in the biggest debt I can. That's not the, that's not the point. The point is, if from our own mistakes, you know, we've done wrong things and we end up in a very difficult situation, there's a God who works miracles. Can look to him. God, do it in my life. Work a miracle because the God of the Bible is the God of today. And he hasn't retired. As far as I know, he's not planning to. He's still working miracles. He can cancel debts. He turned water to wine just to meet the needs of a wedding. I mean, he could have said, the reason you run out of wine is because the rest of you, God wants you to be sober, go home and pray. Now, I don't know whether they got drunk or what, but let's not argue. He turned water to wine. That's it. Why? To meet a need. Has God stopped meeting the needs of people? No. There were 5,000 men and women and children. And he took five loaves and two fish and he multiplied it to meet their need. And God is still working miracles. The gift of the working of miracles is still in the church. How does he do it? He does it through people. For whom does he do it? He does it through people. So the Holy Spirit is working through people, believers, for the benefit of people. He's working miracles. Meet their needs. Take care of the situation in their lives. So some of us may need a miracle. God, I've been searching for a job. No job. There's a miracle that can get you a job. Some of us may be in a very compli complicated situation. God, I know. Maybe it's a legal situation. Maybe it's some other situation in the workplace. God, I don't know how to get out of this. There doesn't seem any possible way for me to get out of this. You need a miracle. And God is still in the miracle working business. He can open a door. When you thought there were no doors in this room. God says, I'll make a way. Get you out of that. Get you in, into whatever you need for your life. Our God is a miracle-working God, and the gift of the working of miracles is still there, being worked by the Holy Spirit. So he can work a miracle in our body. He can work a miracle in our mind. He can work a miracle in our life situation, whatever that situation may be. He's still doing that. The Holy Spirit is still working. So we just need to ask, Lord, I, I need a gift of healing. 
I need a working of miracle in my situation. It's there in the Bible. So you have every right to ask for it. Amen. So whenever we get together to pray, to worship, ask God. Through the gifts, through the operation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, God can do something wonderful. Bring healing, bring a miracle in our lives. And there are other gifts as well, the word of knowledge and word of wisdom and so on. The next way God works healing is through the manifestation of his healing presence. Through his healing presence. See, the Bible talks about God being an omnipresent God. That means God is present everywhere. He's present here in this auditorium. When you go out on the field, he's there. When you're standing under a tree, when you're standing, sitting in the cafe, when you're in the mall, when you're at home, God is present everywhere. But there are varying levels, intensities, or degrees of his presence. So what do you mean? You see, the Bible said when two or three of you are gathered together, Jesus said, I am there. So I'm present. But have you ever noticed two or three believers gathered together in the name of the Lord? They pray, Lord, thank you, you are here. And then they fight with each other. And you say, hey, Jesus is present and you're fighting. What does it mean? It means the awareness of the presence of the Lord is very negligible. To the point they don't care, they can fight. Is Jesus present? Yeah. He said where two or three are gathered in my name, I am present. But the intensity of that presence is almost negligible. They don't care. One way to think about it is in terms of temperature. We all know temperature. Let's think about it in terms of heat. Here it's nice and cool. But let's think about it in terms of heat. So there is 10 degrees centigrade. We wear sweaters. 30 degrees centigrade, a little warm, a little uncomfortable. 50 degrees, very, very bad. So the varying levels of temperature, intensities. Now, there are certain things that do not happen at 50 degrees. For example, metal, certain metals will not melt at 50 degrees. They will not melt at 100 degrees. They will not melt at 200. But if you take it up to 500, take it up to 750, certain metals will begin to melt. That means for the increased intensity, the increase in the degree of that temperature, things begin to change. The Bible says the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. That means there are degrees and intensities of the presence of God where certain things will happen which will not happen at other levels and intensities. There are degrees and intensities of the presence of God where sicknesses and disease will be broken and healed, where miracles will begin to take place. 
And we need to recognize that. That I'm in a place where there's a heightened intensity, where there's an increased degree of the presence of God. And because of the presence of God, things will happen. Things will take place. Which may not take place otherwise. Let's look at some scriptures. Habakkuk chapter 3. Verses 3 and 4. Habakkuk chapter 3. Verses 3 and 4. The prophet says this. He says, God came. Everybody say, God came. God came. That means God arrived. He landed. He stepped into this place. God came. I hope we will say after the service, God came. God came to the service. God was here. God came. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. So when God came, what happens? His glory covered the heavens. What was on the earth? And the earth was full of his praise. Oh, what was happening on the earth? His praise. So here's the secret. Why do we praise God? So that the worship leader can finish five songs and nod to the pastor. No. That's not why we praise God. Because when the earth is full of his praise, God comes. The Bible says, God inhabits the praises of his. Where does God come? He comes to places where there is his praise. So we praise him. As we are praising him, we are praise is an invitation saying, God come. And God comes. And when God comes, his glory comes. Glory is the visible, tangible expression of the nature and working of God. That's the glory of God. He God came. Now, you say, why does it say from Taman, from the Mount of Paramel? At that moment, he came. You know, if God comes here, you say, God came to Wings Auditorium. Doesn't mean he lives here. He came here. And the reason he came here is because there were people here who were filling this earth with his praise. Why do we praise? Because that brings God in. He's worthy of it. But you know, when we praise him, when we fill the earth with his praise, God comes. And when God comes, his glory, visible expressions of his nature, his goodness, his power, his working, begins to take place. And look at the next verse. Verse 4. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Three his, his is there. His brightness, God is light. Brightness is an expression of his presence. So when it says his brightness, we're saying his presence. 
His brightness came. His presence came. When his presence comes, what happens? There is his hand. His hand is an expression of God's working. He's doing something, doing things. The works of God. And his power. So God came. Why did he come? Because there was his praise. When he came, what happened? His glory, his presence, his working, and his power became evident. One of his workings is to heal us. I am Jehovah Rapha. One of his workings is to provide for us. He is Jehovah Jireh. The point is this, that in a place where there is the praise of God, praises of God going up, his presence is there. When his presence is there, his hand is there, his power is there, his glory is there. Amen? So when we come into the presence of God, with heightened increase and intensity and degree of the presence of God, diseases, bondages, problems will melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Are you with me? So in a place where there is praise, His praise is going up. Expect. Now don't just ah, finish five songs. No, 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 no. Please, when His praise is going up, God comes. And he comes with his glory. He comes with his presence. He comes with his hands. And he comes with his power. So we should expect. Nothing wrong. Expect. That his hands are going to do something for you. His power is going to touch you and change something in your life. His presence is going to overshadow you. Something's going to happen to you. In the presence of God where his praise is rising. Look at Habakkuk, uh, Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. There are a lot of word pictures being used here, metaphors. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Three word pictures. Son Shining, wings covering, calves jumping about. What's God saying? Look, to you who fear my name, I'm going to just bring my presence on you. The sun shining. My presence will cover you. And when my presence comes on you, what will happen? You'll be covered with healing. You'll be covered with healing. He says healing in his Wings. And what will happen to you? You'll be like cows that are well fed. Now, it's not talking about physical, putting on physical weight. That's not what he's talking about. He's painting a picture. Now, you'll be strong, bouncing about, good health, vigor, strength. That's what he's saying. So he's saying, you fear my name. My presence will come on you. The sun of righteousness shining. I'll cover you with healing so much so that you will enjoy Health and strength and vitality and energy. You can 
bounce around like well-fed calves. Point is this. In his presence, there is healing. In his presence, there is healing. That can change us, make us whole, physically or emotionally, or away. As Jesus was ministering in Luke 5, verse 17, it says, On one occasion, as he was teaching the word of the Lord, there were all these Pharisees and others gathered together present in the room, and it says, The power of the Lord, Luke 5, 17, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So the ministry of the word, the word was being preached. God's power was there to heal the people. So that's the second way that we want to look at that God heals. First, by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Second, by the manifestation of His presence. Just His presence will bring healing, wholeness, miracles. Anything can happen in the presence of God. The last thing we want to look at is that there is the sovereign work of His glory. The sovereign work of His glory. That means, here's this aspect where God just does it because He wants to do it. He says, I am God. I do whatever I please. Psalm 115, verse 3. I'm the Lord. I'll do what I please. Yes, Lord, please. Do it. The sovereign work of His glory. In one example you read about in John chapter 5 verses 1 through 9. On one occasion, Jesus goes to this pool called the pool of Bethesda. And there are five porches around it. Can you imagine? And there are lots of sick people all around. Lying there. Different conditions, different problems. They're all waiting for the stirring of the water because they believe that when an angel went in... The first person again would get healed, and maybe it did happen. That's why they were all there with expectation, anticipating something. And the Lord Jesus comes, and very strangely, he goes to just one man. And this man doesn't even know who Jesus is. And he asks this man, do you want to get well? And he says, I don't have anybody to take me and throw me in the water as soon as the devil comes. I know the devil, as the angel comes. <laughs> sort of. I don't have anybody to pick me and throw me. The devil leaves, right? Throw me in the water as soon as the angel comes. I don't have anybody. He has no idea who is talking, who is talking to him. He doesn't know Jesus. He has no idea what Jesus can do for his life. Nothing. No expectation, no faith, nothing. He's just saying, hey, this is my problem. I don't have an assistant to throw me into the water. And Jesus says, rise, take your bed and walk. And as soon as he speaks those words, and you can use your imagination here. The power of God comes into this man. He's been bedridden 38 years. Probably never moved you know, I don't know if he ever sat up on his bed. Maybe he never sat up on his bed. But at that moment, healing begins to work in his body. And he begins to realize, hey, I can actually sit up. And he sits up. He says, maybe I can stand for the first time. He stands up on his feet. And Jesus just quietly walks away. 
Oh, Jesus, what about all the others? Why only this man? What about the others? This man knew nothing about you. Why only him? Jesus explained in verse 19, Matthew, John 5. He said, the son can do nothing of himself. Or whatever he sees the father do, that's what he does. In other words, the father told me to go do this. I did it. Don't ask me. Don't ask the father. Why did you only do this to one man? The sovereign work of God's glory. And I've always been amazed at Acts chapter 3. Where it talks about this man at the gate of the temple. That gate was called beautiful. He was there for 40 years. Which means... He was sitting right there for during the three years of Jesus' ministry. So Jesus must have walked through that gate many times. There were times when Jesus was in the temple and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and got healed. And this man was just at the gate and he didn't get healed. Why? I don't know. We can speculate. Maybe at that time, he didn't believe. Or maybe at that time... The people who carried him said, hey, you don't need that to sit here and get the money. I don't know. But Jesus ministered three and a half years. He walked by so many times. This man didn't get healed. I don't know why. But then came a day when Peter and John walked by. And that particular afternoon, he did the usual thing. He asked farms. And Peter and John why didn't they do it earlier? Why didn't Jesus do it? I don't know. But on that particular day, Peter said, look at me. He looked at us waiting for some money. And he said, silver and gold have I not. But such as I have, give I thee. So, I don't know. He spoke in King James. He said, <laughs> I used to memorize scripture in King James. So I have to transpose it to modern English. Peter said, I don't have any money. But what I have, I'll give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now why did it happen that day? Why didn't it happen for three and a half years that Jesus was walking by? I don't know. Thank God it happened that day. But it's just the work of God. But there are times... When God works sovereignly, it's the sovereign work of His glory. We don't have the answer. We just receive. Thank you, God. So we looked at three ways. Worship team, please come. We looked at three ways today. First, there are the gifts of healings, workings of miracles. We say, Lord, Give me a gift of healing, one of those gifts of healings to heal my body. Oh God, give me a working miracle in my life. Nothing wrong to ask. Ask God. It's in the church. The Holy Spirit's doing it. Ask. Second, in the presence of God, remember, things can happen. When God comes, where His praises are being raised, God comes. 
He comes with His glory. He comes with His presence. He comes with His hands. And He comes with His power. So when you're in the presence of God, in a place where He is being praised and worshipped, expect that He will do something for you. That His power will impact your life. Whether it's your body, your mind, your circumstance, your situation, whatever it is. God can work. Expect. And also be open. And God would sovereignly touch your life and mine. Not because we've had some great faith or we've done something. But this because he is sovereign God. He will just do it. The man by the pool had no idea. But he got healed. The man by the gate. He was only begging money. But he received much more than that that day. He was able to get up and walk. God did a sovereign work. Amen? So, this morning we're going to pray. We're just going to let God be God in our midst. Whatever it is that you need in your life, whatever work of healing, it's in your body, your mind, your emotions, or it could be a circumstance, a situation in your life that you've faced with, and you know only God can turn this around. We can get help. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong in asking somebody for counsel or advice or uh, telling you, you know, how to manage situations. All of that is good. But there are things that we as humans may not be able to solve. Which we as humans, through our knowledge and our understanding, may not be able to heal, may not be able to deliver. Only God can. And we need to look to God. Look to him today and say, God, please touch me with your gifts of healings, with your workings of miracles. Touch me with your presence. Touch me with your hands and your power, God. Touch my life. And may the Lord do it for each of us, whatever your situation. May the Lord do it. He's still the way maker. He's still the miracle worker. Amen. That's who he is. He will never change. He'll never stop being the miracle worker. He'll never stop being the way maker. He will never stop being the bondage breaker. He will never stop being the problem solver. He never stopped being the mountain mover. He's still God. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please. Our worship team will lead us. And let's praise Him as we sing and declare who God is. What is praise? Praise is just declaring who God is. We're just saying, this is who you are, God. And as we declare His praise, the Bible says, God came. God came this morning to this place where His people were praising Him. They were filling the earth with His praise. God came. His glory filled the place. His brightness was there, meaning His presence overwhelmed us. Lightnings flashed, that meant His presence touched our lives. His hands, meaning His working, His hands did something. 
His hands came upon each one and did whatever we needed in our lives. His power was there. May the power of God touch our lives. And for those of you watching online at home or wherever you are or whatever time you're watching, this word is truth. This word is eternal. And no matter what day, what time you're listening to this message, God Almighty is watching over His Word to perform it. And His presence can come to you right where you are to minister to you. That as you join us in praising Him, and as you join us just filling your room, your life with praise, the glory of God, the presence of God, His hand and His power can minister to your need right where you are. Doing the impossible. Healing sicknesses and diseases. Expecting. Expect the miracles. Expect tumors to go. Expect the doctor's report to be reversed. For you to receive healing. Those chronic problems that have been troubling your body. In the name of Jesus, let it be broken. Let the yoke of the enemy be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let every work of the enemy be destroyed. Let every burden of the enemy be taken off of your life now in Jesus' mighty name. And God release miracles. Miracles that touch our bodies. Miracles that touch our minds. Miracles that touch our life situations, our homes, our families, our finances, our careers. Miracles of God that bring provision, that bring supply, that resolve circumstances and situations, that cause favor to come upon our lives. May the God who brought Joseph out of his prison and made him a prime minister, may the same God do it in your life. Take you out of your place of despair. Bring you out of your place of desolation. Bring you out of your place of injustice and put you in a place where you are honored, where you are honored by man, where you are given the glory, the respect that is due, the position that you deserve. May the God of Joseph do that in your life today. May things turn around. May the same God be your God. May the same God turn things around in your life. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you that you give us glory and honor for our shame. For people who have been put to shame, who've been dishonored. Today you crown them with glory. You crown them with honor because you are the God who does those things. We praise you, O Most High God. We worship you, God. And Lord, even as praises rise to you, Lord, let your presence, let your power, let your hand, let your glory be revealed in this place. Let's worship, let's worship.
the blind to see is moving here in front of me is moving here in front of me the one who made the deaf to hear is silencing my every fear is silencing my every fear
Satan, I take authority over you. I command every spirit of infirmity to leave. I command every spirit causing sicknesses and diseases to leave. Every spirit affecting blood conditions. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command healing. Even Lord, even those who are suffering from blood cancer, from leukemia, let them be receive healing in the name of Jesus. Let there be healing being released now. Even for these blood conditions, incurable. Let there be healing to these conditions. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, thank you that in your presence, your power is there. Your hands are at work in your presence, God. In your presence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I know our time is up, but if you, exp you know, we want to just take, give opportunity for quick testimonies right here. What we do tell people is that when you experience God touching your life, you send an email to testimony at fbcw.org some of us may need to go to the doctor and you know check and things and so on and so forth so do that and then when you know that God has done something in your life work send an email to testimony at abcw.org so that we can have a record of it and share that anonymously with others in the church and just celebrate and thank God with you but very quickly, if you if something happened to you right here, right now, at this moment, and you can share that with us in two minutes or less, just you can just testify. Just come on up here. We'll have a mic available, and you can just share your testimony very quickly, uh, so that we could all celebrate with you. If something happened to you right here, right now, and you know God touched you, God, God healed, or something happened to you right now, and you can give a quick testimony, just feel free to come up. We have a mic available and you can just share that with us. Anybody want to do that right now? 
Don't feel shy. We have a, a mic and you can come up. Yep, please come up here and just take two minutes. Tell us what happened and uh, very briefly. Anybody else? Please come on up. You could just stand here. Anyone else? You want to just share very quickly what happened? Yes, yes, you can tell them. Take it, they can see you. Please. Oh, okay, just take, just tell, tell what happened, please. That's it is a great pleasure for me to give my experience, little testimony, how God worked me during this uh, uh, miracle hours. Actually, when I was uh, coming here, I never knew that this type of uh, prayer service is here. I was going somewhere else with my daughter and granddaughter to far away, other church. But I accidentally met uh, one uh, of my our relatives. Uh, she's also my granddaughter, and she brought me here. And I never expected that uh, this type of uh, I was feeling like uh, tired, unable to walk also. Even uh, when I was coming to get down from the car, also it was very difficult. I asked him to take me to this place because I cannot walk. But now I am feeling I can run. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also it came to me, my heart. I called this pastor. If God sent, this type of church will be started in a state headquarters of Orissa, Bhubaneswar. I have given in writing also. I don't know. In his time, God will bring. I thank you, all of you, and above all, servant of God, and the almighty God, beyond that also. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Vikram. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Praise God for that. Anyone else? I just want to say a quick testimony. Something happened to you right here, right now, during worship. Saying the words. Anything happened to you? I want to share. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Okay, we'll close with the benediction. Just quick announcements. Next Sunday, we'll be back in our regular location, St. Joseph's College of Law. Coming up in September, September 16th, uh, is the Women's Conference, and we have two special guests. Uh, but we especially are having Pastor Arlene Stubbs from NLAG Hyderabad, and uh, we really wanted to honor her uh, she served the Lord in India for more than 40 years, more than four decades, more than that. She served the Lord, so we really want to honor her. So she'll be at the Women's Conference. So ladies, please don't miss it. And then she'll also be ministering on Sunday, uh, September 17th at the 10.30 service. So don't miss that service. You know, we really need to honor somebody like Pastor Arlene, who's she and her husband, her late husband, who they came to India more than 40 years ago, I think, more than 40 years. And they started a work in Hyderabad, which now has been a blessing to many. And we need to honor such people who've... I mean, she could have gone back and settled at home, but she's still serving God, 70 plus, and she's still serving Jesus. It's amazing. We need to honor her. So don't miss the Women's Conference and don't miss the Sunday when she's ministering to us. We'll be at the other location. Uh, 17th, 16th and 17th of September. Okay? Alright, let's, let's close. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship 
of his Holy Spirit. Remain with each of us. Continue with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.